Hello, I'm Alan Libsey, and welcome to the CFA UK In Conversation podcast. Now, this is the show for investment professionals and all about the issues, interests, and insights into today's profession. In this episode, I'll be talking to David Zahn. He's the head of European fixed income at Franklin Templeton Investments, and he leads the management of European fixed income strategies. So uh, he's based in London, and uh, you know he's a fellow board member with me on um, on the CFA UK. Uh, Dave, David, I should say, thanks very much for joining me today. It's good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. Thank you so much. Um, now, very clearly, you know a thing or two about uh, bond markets, so I wanted to chat to you about a newish area in uh, fixed income, and uh, this is the green bonds area. Uh, I know um, I wrote something recently, and we we talked about it uh, in the Lexcom. Um, so let's just start with the basics. Uh, firstly, what are uh, green bonds really? Um, they're not just printed on environmentally friendly, recyclable paper. They, they have a special role. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, green bonds are really bonds that are trying to create an impact at reducing carbon emissions. And so they're, they're basically um, denoted by the use of their proceeds. So if you give your money to a company and it's a green bond, they will take that and build a solar power um, plant or build... Um, wind turbines, or do something that basically reduces the amount of carbon emissions um, in the world. And so I think it's a way for investors who basically care about uh, reducing carbon emissions and they care about um, that in their overall portfolio to make sure that it's targeted. And that make, rather than just giving your money to a corporation and say, go spend it on what, you know, whatever you think is right, um, they're here you're saying, I want you to spend this money, but I want you to spend it in a way that actually helps reduce carbon emissions. And I think that mm-hmm. Use of proceeds is the most important difference. So, you know, most uh, corporate bonds or uh, government bonds are just issued with general obligations. You know, mm-hmm. we will use it for general corporate purposes. We can basically mm-hmm. use it for anything we do, want whatever to do we with want business. With it, yeah. So, something uh, interesting happened. I know it was flagged for some months, but for me, it was a, it was an interesting, a kind of moment in in the green bond um, area, which is uh, that Germany issued its first sovereign green bond. Um, and yeah. uh, the Germans, though, aren't, you know, they're not the first to do so. But this issuance, I, I, I felt it was important. Um, why did you think it was important? I think the German issuance is important because they're seen as the benchmark issuer for Europe um, in the normal government space. So I think that's quite important. So now they're moving into the green space. The other area that I think is quite important is that they want to do a, a curve. So they're going to do a two-year, a five-year, a 10-year, a 30-year. They've only issued the 10-year uh, so far, yeah. but I think they will be issuing more. And it will be one of the few issuers that will actually have a curve. As you said, many other countries, you know, like the Netherlands issued one last year, you know, a 20-year bond, you know, very good credit, but it, it's one node. And so I think by Germany trying to build the curve, it's actually quite um, interesting and it will allow other green bonds to start to price off of that curve. And I think that that's important. It's creating basically this benchmark of the highest quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because actually on that day, Sweden also issued a, a bond. But as uh-huh. you say, building a curve is important. Now, the other thing that they, they're doing, which is interesting, is this dual issuance, the regular bonds and green bonds being issued at the same time. That seems interesting. Um, and I wondered, do you think we're, we're, we will begin to see why are they doing this? And then also, do you 
do you think we'll begin to see some sort of premium get priced into green bonds over time? I think over time we will see a premium, and we've seen that in some corporate issuers where at issue they might be very similar to conventionals, uh, but as time passes, they tend to get a little bit uh, lower yielding or have a premium to them. I think what's really fascinating about the German example is that they are issuing a green bond that's exactly the same as their conventional benchmark. Um, so it will have the same maturity, same coupon, everything is identical. And so we'll really be able to see what the true um, you know, premium is on the green bond, or if there isn't one. Um, because in all other cases, what you're doing is you're normally trying to interpolate and you say, okay, well, they've issued a, um, I don't know, an eight-year conventional bond and they've issued a 10-year green bond. And so therefore, what is the relative? Uh, whereas here, they'll be exactly the same. And so there will be no differential except one is pursuing green projects and one is for general purposes. And it'll be interesting to see if you start to see a premium built in over time, which I, I think you will over a longer period of time. So David, another country, Poland, has issued these green bonds in the past but received criticism given its government has accepted heavy reliance upon coal for uh, electricity generation over the years. Mm. Now, Germany too has a lot of, of dirty coal-fired plants. And did these green bonds really change anything? I mean, is there going to be some impetus for change here? Because there, there have been a lot of complaints in the past about some countries issuing sovereign bonds. Well, I think you have to look at, again, what are the um, proceeds from the bond going to be used for, and they are being used to uh, reduce carbon emissions. I think you also have to look at the greater um, entity or and what their direction of travel is. And Germany has said they want to basically reduce coal-fired plants, um, and they will start shutting those down. Poland has also said that they will reduce their reliance on coal-fired plants, and they want to move it down towards 50%. Um, which is obviously it would be better if it was zero, but you know at least their direction of travel is is very good, and so I think that's really what, as uh, green bond investors and impact investors, what you want to see is that the um, either the country or the company is actually starting to move in a direction to reduce their carbon emissions. It would be lovely if we could just overnight change it, and it, you know that was the case, but that just is too costly. So it's more the direction of travel, and is everybody on board with that? And this is, I think, really important in the green bond space because you do see some green bonds that, um, you know, maybe the overall company isn't as focused and therefore we wouldn't buy them. Whereas if it is um, a, a green bond with a company who's really focused on this, then I think that's actually a much better credit to own for mm. the impact. Um, and that raises other issues on auditing, but we, we really, we're not, we're not going to talk about auditing today, but that is a point to, to, for another discussion. But, yes. but let, let's get, again, back to... Um, uh, Germany generally, if Germany does provide a green bond benchmark, uh, mm -hmm. do you think that'll in turn have an effect upon the ESG uh, green corporate bond market? So many spreads are done against in Europe against bund ten-year bunds. Um, mm -hmm. Is it going to be the ten-year green bund, or I mean, how's it going to work? Well, I, I think that it will create more awareness of the green bond market. The green bond market continues to grow um, at quite a fast pace. And you see, you know, regular issuers every day, but I think it will mean the big issuers are out there. And it will also make it easier for these companies um, to understand the pricing in the green bond space. Because they'll say, well, in conventional bonds, we trade this much over Germany. And then in green bonds, we should trade well, probably similar um, over Germany. And so I think it makes it a bit more fluid uh, between the two. So 
So I think it is it is a good measure moving forward, and I think it will continue to uh, make people focus on green bonds um, in their portfolios. Mm. And I just wonder, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but are green bonds possibly going to move into the broader bond benchmark indices? I realize this is not your call, but uh, do you think portfolio managers are beginning to anticipate that as the volume grows, particularly when you have such a large benchmark issuer? Well, I think that you will see, I mean, there are green bond benchmarks. I do think that uh, bond managers will use more and more green bonds in their conventional portfolios. We do. I mean, we have some funds that are sustainable and therefore, actually, if you can get green bonds in there, that's quite helpful um, to to, uh, demonstrate the sustainability of the portfolio. And so I think they will become more and more mixed into the greater um, pool of assets. And once Mm -hmm. that gets enough, then I think it would make sense eventually for index providers to say this, we have a green bond index, but we also have just all bonds. Um, Mm. But that that may take time. Mm. And uh, I I believe you are running an ESG uh, type of bond fund. So are inflows picking up uh, this year? It it seems a very popular product. I presume yours is as well. Well, we obviously don't talk specifically about flows, but overall, we have seen a lot of interest in our sustainable funds and in our green bond um, ETF. So I think from that perspective, there is investor demand. There are people looking to see how can they um, allocate to those. Okay, that's all great. Really interesting. Um, Thanks so much, David, um, for chatting to me and and to all our members. Um, I'm sure they'll want to know more in the future. Um, And thank you all uh, uh, for listening. Um, look out for our next podcast, the details of which are in the regular CFA UK newsletter, or subscribe to CFA UK's SoundCloud channel. And you can find out more at www.cfauk.org backslash podcast. Thanks again, David. Thank you.